Today on the program, wrecked him, damn near killed him. It's Black Sheep. depressing sounding hello yeah uh welcome to the rewatch party Ow! i'm your host nick joining me as always are the landmines to my school bus home los and brandon <laughs> that's right my friend <laughs> yeah so we've t- gone beyond just actual clips to creating our own drops now well, trying to for movies is bound to happen. I yeah. took them from the drops. Sometimes the drops are a little too long, and they have too much shit in them. So I'm just cut off the good stuff. Yeah, single it out. That's right. I get you. I get you. Uh, so as we said at the top, we are talking about Black Sheep from 1996, written by Fred Wolf. Uh, no idea if he's related to Dick Wolf. I'm gonna look that up right now. The uh, Law and Order guy. Dun 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 dun. Uh, but he is a familiar name. He uh, did a lot of stuff with Saturday Night Live. He also wrote jokes for Johnny Carson and Joan Rivers. Nice. Uh, so I guess uh, he did have a hand in Tommy Boy. But he I wrote this one because uh, they, they kind of didn't put a lot of oomph behind Tommy Boy. And then it was a success. And they're like, oh, fuck. Uh, so they had him turn in a script before Farley was able to back out of a contract or whatever. You know, it's like hurry up and push something out so we can keep them. So he threw this together really fast so he could capitalize on the Chris Farley, David Spade popularity. Which, was that like a huge thing? I mean, I remember, I remember but, I mean. What, Tommy Boy? Yeah, no, the David Spade, uh, Chris Farley duo. Just these two movies. Kind of thing. Like, was that, like, they were just trying to capitalize on On the success that? of Tommy Boy, yeah, because everybody kind of underestimated it, and then it was a big success, and they're like, oh, fuck, we should have put more horses behind that, probably. Interesting. Uh, but he also helped write Joe Dirt, again, with David Spade. Uh, he also did Grown Ups, which is terrible. Uh, Grown Ups is cool. And Dirty Work, which I really enjoy. I love Norm Dirty McDonald, Work. So that's another Fred Fucking Wolf creation. love Dirty Work. I thought Norm wrote that. Uh, I, I didn't look at it, so I don't know if he also, but I just was going through nice. Fred Wolf's you know, writing credits, and so he at least had a hand in it. Very cool. Very nice. Very uh, cool. It is very, that is very much a Norm MacDonald thing, so he had to have helped write it. I love Norm. I mean, that, yeah, he's like the most dry fucking... Ah! <laughs> oh, God, when he was doing Weekend Update, I just... Like, he would try to bomb, and that's what made his joke so funny, right? He just was, well, like, yeah, and he would funny Every week, he would try to get away with trying to say, uh, Michael Jackson is a closeted homosexual. I, I don't remember that. I remember he would always be like, oh, and the cause for this economic downfall, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. And I, like, put a picture of Frank Stallone up for some reason. That was, like, his <laughs> general go-to fucking punchline. Uh, so, anyway, uh, Fred Wolf. Uh, it was directed by Penelope Spheris, who did a lot of lot of music video and documentary stuff. So she did like she did something called the Decline of Western Civilization, which was like a documentary about punk bands, and Decline of Western Civilization Two, which is about underground heavy metal. She did like Megadeth 
music videos and a bunch of shit like that. Uh, but then she did this, but before this, her first like major film directing position was Wayne's World, which is fucking great. I love Wayne's World. Wow. And she also did that Bohemian Rhapsody music video they did when Wayne's World came out, and Bohemian Rhapsody was like re-released as another single. Yeah, do you think they would have... Was that song really all that great until everybody like saw yeah, the dude, rocking it was, part? It was a... I don't know if it was a number one when it was released, but it definitely was like a top ten hit song. And then it hit number one again. When, yeah, so when it Wayne's like World charted hit. twice because of Wayne's World. I mean, we all remember that that classic. The headbanging in the car and Garth Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody remembers that. Absolutely. Otherwise, that song is, you know, sort of cool. It's a pretty good song. Whenever it pops up on the Alexa, I'm always like, Alexa, skip song. It's played out, and there's only there's certain times where I, I I don't listen. I don't like to listen to that casually anymore. Yeah, <laughs> just don't have it on in the background as yeah. you're going about your day. No, not anymore. Yeah, well, it's it's for special it's occasions. A situational listen. Yeah, yeah. I, I still love saying. the song. Don't get me wrong, but it's for special occasions. You know, uh, our drummer in in them that know has some uh, has a few Queen songs like the tracks or whatever, so he can isolate anything. Oh, right, right, yeah. So we were sitting around, and he was going through all the stuff. That that is a huge fucking song. There is so much shit going on in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's insane. Yeah. Especially the operatic section. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, so many different voices. I think he did all of them, too. So when Bohemian Rhapsody came out in the U.S., it topped at number nine in 76. Mm. But after Wayne's World, that sent it to number one. There it is. In 92 or something. Whatever that one. I already forgot it. So there we go. Yeah. All things to Miss Sears. Right? She directed it, so what's her doing? Got off! What? <laughs> Got off! Got off? Got off! All right, sorry. <laughs> All right. You're making Christa, uh, Christopher Farley pretty mad. Yeah, well, from the grave even. So, let's get on to the movie. Let's fucking... Appease Chris Farley here. Okay, listen up! This is serious business! <laughs> yep. Okay, so uh, this one <laughs> opens with a Paramount logo. We don't get Universal. We get those, those swirling stars going yeah. on the mountain. Uh, Which, personally, is a cooler-looking Yeah, I, I remember this one a lot from my childhood. It's like this one and the horse for TriStar. The Orion. No, Orion the Pegasus? Was, yeah, the, it was the Pegasus that came Pegasus. and jumped at the screen, and then it was a little TriStar thing underneath it. Those oh, are like the TriStar, most memorable right. ones, yeah. Uh, so new, st- line, new line to the the square that had the two film strips. That, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cut an angle. Yep. Yeah, man. All these things, I just... Uh, weird little uh, graphics before a movie started. I didn't like ever <laughs> pay attention to what the fuck they were. No. Still don't. Not really, no. <laughs> uh... Not until we had a show where we talk about him. Yeah, that's definitely true. That is a, definitely true. Felt as strongly as that dude in the theater. Uh, so the film opens with a small crowd gathered, right? And they're all chanting for Al Donnelly. He is the uh, gubernatorial, as I say it, gubernatorial. Gubernatorial, candidate. yeah, gubernatorial. Or you can go gubernatorial. Gubernatorial, just see if you can get away with it. You don't have to really know just gubernatorial. Gubernatorial. Uh, Gubernatorial. 
Gubernate. So, yeah, we got Al Donnelly's played by Tim Matheson, going, trying to be the governor of Washington State, where this takes place. Uh, and so his brother Mike, played by Chris Farley. That's right. Finally, get welcoming Chris Farley to the show. Woo, that Chris Farley, my man. Magical beast of a creature that he was. Yeah, um, he was okay. He, he did a few things. Like, it would be cool if he, like, got into, like, doing something uh, serious. Like, pulled a Corel and kind of started going into more serious roles? <laughs> yeah. Or you know, he Hill didn't have to, like, fall down Sandler. hills all the time and do yeah. all this physical comedy, moving fast. And I mean, that was his whole thing, was I'm a fat guy, but I can move. Yeah, he like, could. He can sprint. He definitely could. Like, you'd, I don't look like much, but I can definitely, I can sprint very fast. Yeah. But for a short like period of time. like a fucking bull coming at you. Yeah. I wouldn't want him charging at me. That's right. That'd be scary. That'd be so scary. Uh, okay, so he's out canvassing, right? Driving around, pulling a Blues Brothers. Has Al the, Donnelly's your guy. Has a speaker on top of Don't know of who to vote trunk. for? Consider Al Donnelly for governor. That's right. And then these dogs are following him, and he starts, like, yelling at them. He's like, do you think this truck is in heat? Come on! <laughs> yeah. What is with you, dog? Do you think this truck is in heat or something? Get yeah. He like starts growling and barking at them, oh. trying to scare them off. <laughs> All through the speaker, of course, as he's driving around through the neighborhood. So then he gets distracted by the dogs and ends up... Uh, he misses some vehicles, barely, because he's not watching... I think he runs a stop sign, maybe. So as they're going across, he like fucking barrels through an intersection and swerves to miss the vehicles, but takes out three or four fucking parking meters uh, right close to the... The stage. The so, rally, yeah, and so quarters are everywhere. Everybody <laughs> sees it happening, and then he gets it lodged under the theater marquee sign. The the head that he has on the side of his brother's it's face spinning. comes off, so it's just it's spinning, like around. spinning around. <laughs> Who put that marquee here? Yeah. <laughs> so then they're on this football field having a little talk, and he's like, yeah, you know what, man? Um, Maybe we're going to go out on the road. Why don't you just stay here? You know, work the phones. Like, stay put somewhere and just, you know, call some people. Don't don't go out and cause any more trouble. Right, right, right. So they get in a limo and they're cruising around and his, his fucking uh, campaign manager is trying to convince him to, like, get rid of his brother. He's like, no, we just need someone to watch him. And that's when we meet David Spade, who is the limo driver, who's like, oh, if I uh, say... No, he's riding in the front seat of the limo. He's not the driver. Oh, I thought he's he on was the, the right driver. Side. Okay. I, yeah. I was looking down riding, I guess, but I thought he was the driver. Um, but anyways, like, if someone volunteered for this, would he or she say, have a job with your campaign? Yep. Like, yes, I guess he or she would. All right, well, I'm your man. <laughs> so now David Spade has to babysit Chris Farley. And... Um, so, well, uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to call him Chris Farley. He's not, we're, he's not Mike Donnelly. Yeah. And David Spade is not... Rich, no, Richard was fucking Tommy Boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. David? Steve Dodds. Dodds. Yeah. No, he's oh, David Dodds. Spade. Dodds. Yeah, yeah. Dodds. We're just going to call him David Spade. All right. Steve, David Dodds. <laughs> David Dodd. Isn't that a... That is a person. There is a David Dodd. David Dodd. Um, oh, I can't Daunting. All right. David Dodd. Daunting. <laughs> Ducking. Are you trying to do like a tongue twister thing there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I don't think mm. I know that many D words that you can... St- can you do a whole sentence in D words right now, top of your brain? I give you Donna did a dirty deed. Uh, uh, Donna, Donna did, did a dirty deed. Donna did a dirty deed. <laughs> Donna did a dirty deed. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. Donna did, Donna did a dirty deed. All right. Go ahead. 
Okay, keep doing so it. so now he's phone canvassing and he's talking about Al Donnelly's got a dream for Washington. Every guy's got his dream, right? Well, between you and I, I had a doozy myself last night. Get this. Get this. Corn-fed harvest mouse, a hooker, a nun, a Flemish peasant woman, whips chains, whistles yo-yos, a circus midget, my grandmother ride by on a bicycle, giving me the finger, and a duck. Oh, what's that? Is your dad home? I'm so, okay. I'm sorry. We'd stop crying. <laughs> it ends up being like the Are little you crying? <laughs> He's talking to. Uh, yeah, I had to write out that whole list because that's pretty amazing. And so now he's like, he also works with the local youths, uh, teaching them football, kind of Sandlot style, right? Running the rec center. Yeah. And uh, so the new kid, there's a new kid that just moved into town. He's got a hell of an arm. Kid's got a cannon, and the bullies end up losing. And uh, he makes fun of them. Losers walk. <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, this isn't quite fair. There's like three of us against the five of you, plus one of you is a fucking 300-pound adult. Obviously, you're going to win football. Well, I mean, if it was two-hand tag, all they need to do is tag him. He's got a lot more to tag, that's for sure. That's right. Like three times as much. Yeah. Goddamn. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, David Spade's driving along trying to find whatever street he needs to turn on. He's like, just fucking... Put signs on your streets like every other place in America. What is wrong with you? And that's when he almost runs into Gary Busey playing Drake Savage. <laughs> Savage. Sergeant Savage. Oh, come on. Label your streets like the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, so we get a cool little thing. Well, first off, let's talk about Gary Busey here. Uh, I mean, he's Gary fucking Busey. The man has the biggest teeth in the fucking world, and apparently that's hereditary because his son also <laughs> inherited the teeth. Um, this, is, uh, this is after the accident, right? Yes, this is after the infamous motorcycle accident <laughs> where he just went absolutely off the fucking All rails. the better to eat you with, my dear. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Gary Busey, what big teeth you have. <laughs> All the better to chew up the scenery of my movies with. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you. You <laughs> so, impressed me. So uh, he was born apparently in Goose Creek, Texas, which I've never fucking heard of. Oh yeah, that's in uh, Travis County somewhere. It's down the street. I'm not, not buying it. No, down the street, it. bro. Yeah. Um, but then he he actually grew up in Stillwater and had a bunch of bands. In fact, Gary Busey was a fucking drummer and toured with Leon Russell, who's fucking awesome. Chris Christofferson, who's <laughs> fucking awesome, and Willie fucking Nelson. Damn. Who's okay? Who's all right. <laughs> he did a thing or two. <laughs> On the road again, I think. Oh, my God. Willie Nelson also fucking rules. Uh, so he, a uh, pretty successful drummer, I guess, and then decided to start acting in the 70s, even portrayed Buddy Holly in the Buddy Holly story, where he actually played guitar and sang. I don't remember Buddy mm-hmm. Holly's teeth being that. Gary no, no, Busey part- fucking did yeah. did all this. Gary Busey did all this. Oh fuck! Yeah, he was Buddy Holly. Yeah, I think they had to do some uh, some pretty extreme makeup on his teeth to get him down to Buddy <laughs> Holly's eyes. Why haven't I heard of any of this stuff? And it's more like, oh, Gary Busey's this crazy old. Fucking- because he had that motorcycle accident in fucking That's what happened, like eighty eight, and uh, he's just been a crazy ass person ever since. So that's what we grew up knowing him as is. It's true. I, I never knew he was this awesome Gary fucking Busey. drummer. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my teeth. Look at my teeth. Have you seen you? Can you see yourself? I mean, like, we'll say something just like, I almost grind them together. He's just so much teeth going on. I got so We're talking much about teeth. Gina Davis and the tooth to gum ratio. This guy, 
Uh, got no gums. Looks like a white picket fence in it my really mouth. Does. Isn't it does. So I'm looking through Gary Busey's IMDb page. Uh huh. And uh, there's a show, Gary Busey, Pet Judge. Holy fuck. This is uh, 2020. <laughs> no, the, Pet Judge? Yes, the description is you're about to meet some people with some serious pet problems. Good thing there's the iron hand of pet justice to sort things out. What? And Gary Juicy. Gary Juicy. <laughs> Gary Juicy. Have you seen uh, his ass in a tight pair of jeans? He is Gary Juicy. Each <laughs> <laughs> year across the country, there are thousands of pet disputes. Those who want what exactly? to be tried by the best know okay. there's only one man they can turn to, and he is thirsty for pet justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, that's uh, enough of this. But what? <laughs> justice. <laughs> Holy! So what? People talk about like their dogs pooping in my yard. And he goes, "Okay, you own, you own twenty dollars, and you got to clean up all the poop." <laughs> Gavel. Like yeah. how do I don't know? We're gonna have to watch that show. That show must is on my. Oh my god! Watch. That's gonna be our fucking sideshow, the rewatch party colon. I'm trying to figure out how judge. to watch it right now. Yeah. All right. See if we work on that. So also, I wanted to put this. This is I copied directly from his personal trivia. He has black belts in all of the following martial arts. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Colon. Budo Jiu-Jitsu, Capoeira, Hapkido, Jailhouse Rock, and Kendo. <laughs> well, okay, I didn't think about the Jailhouse Rock. He definitely has he that has a belt. black belt in Jailhouse Rock. Oh, Gary Busey, man. Uh, you can watch it on Prime. No. Yep. I know what I'm doing as soon as I get home. There's six episodes. Binge watch the hell out of it. Oh my god! Enjoy this, everyone. You all right? That's the end of the show. I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> going to watch it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so also Gary Busey, pet judge. If you want to pay us for all the advertisement that we're doing for you, you can become a sponsor of the show. Emails the rewatchpartygmail.com. Just saying. Okay, so Gary Busey's a whack job. It's awesome. Moving on. So Spade almost hits him with his car, right? To which Gary Busey flashes his teeth and blinds him and then says, I'm not that far from dragging you out of that car and beating you to death. And it's like, what do you say? You got to build up to that, man. That really leaves you nowhere to go. I can go to your <laughs> mom's house and start a small fire in her panties. <laughs> it's like, uh... Okay, so then what is it? Oh, I got, you know, I got something, I got something for you. For I got you. something for you right over here. And he flips him off and then drives away, right? Turns the corner and immediately traffic jam. <laughs> so he hops out of his car and goes and hides. So now uh, Chris Farley's dropping Scott, the new kid, off at his grandma's. It's like, I'm going to meet with you every day to work on your arm. God gave you a cannon. Yeah, to work on it. Well, we're going to every know why day. Say, I don't know why my Chris Farley, I wasn't, I guess, really trying to do an impression, but somehow he sounds like a... We're going to do work on that fa- every day. Almost, almost sounds a bit like Walter. You got to work on your arm, man. This affects all of us, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we meet Officer Robbie. He sounds Pl- like Walter or the dude? Uh, well, just Walter in those parts when he's like pleading with the dude, not yeah. when he's angry, Walter. Well, dude, well, I- man. All right, man. Come on, man. This affects all of us, man. That, that Walter. Okay. Walter when he needs something. Um, so we meet Officer Robbie, played by Grant Heslov, who's been pretty much on every single TV show ever made. He's been at least one episode on. Uh, but I remember him from Congo and True Lies. He was the bad guy in True Lies. Okay. If you remember that. Remember True uh, Lies? I never, 
I don't. I don't think I've ever seen True Lies. <gasps> oh, True Lies is amazing. Who Arnold is that? a secret spy, and Jamie Lee Curtis is oh, his yeah. wife, and she does the striptease dance in it. And I mean, it has the greatest line ever. The dude is somehow hanging from the missile on a jet, oh. and Arnold goes, "You're fired!" and shoots the missile with the guy on it into the side of the building Ooh. to blow him up. They have to pay Trump for royalties on that. This was pre-Trump, oh. or at least pre-Apprentice. Um, it's on. Amazon Prime now. Oh, True Lies is amazing. God damn, we're for all sorts of things better than Black Sheep. Got we're a busy doing, night yeah, tonight. I'm going to be up late. Tia Carrera is in it too, by the way. And True Lies? That's what it says here. Damn, I don't remember her. I guess I was too distracted by Jamie Lee Curtis again at oh. doing a striptease. Or uh, it was executive produced by all these people. By Tia oh, no, it's No, it stars, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee, Tom Arnold. Yep, Tom Arnold's his... Bill uh, Paxton. Government contact. Yeah. Bill yeah. Paxton working again with James Cameron. Yeah. Look at that. There we go. Fucking Bill Paxton. And Arnold again working with James Cameron after all the all them their Terminators. That's right. Well, geez. Let's so, get on it. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's just get finish the up. Already. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, all right. Well, we got to so go watch some movies. Black Sheep, everybody. David yeah. Spade hides from Gary Busey and a movie. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, so... Our, our cop officer, Robbie, here, he has this super fucking police car, right? So he goes, because one of Chris Farley's jobs is he works at an auto garage, mm-hmm. right? So he's like, hey, check out my fucking, um, my supercar. Oh, the theater owners want me to lock you up for damaging the marquee, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, look at this. He's got NOS in his trunk, right? He's got his nitrous, nitrous oxide boosters. This thing must haul major ass. Exactly. And he's got like the fucking super spoiler and the, the fucking, was it the scoop on the hood? Yep. Like, it's just a cop car. Come on. How, you also, how do you get to personalize a car? It's not yours. That's government money. Did right. you, oh, and by the way, that, that oct- oxide, uh, nitrous oxide, did you uh, pay for that your own money? Is that... Uh, right. I don't did think... Did you uh, requisition that from the taxpayers? Yeah, there's For a lot, what? There's a lot of questions here. For what, what city are they in? There's like probably no... I don't know. Oh, they're in Washington somewhere? Sleepersville, Washington. I guarantee Spokane. you... You don't need... A souped-up, hot-rod fucking police car for anybody in a sleepy little mountain town in Washington. That's right. Canadians aren't coming down there and trying to outrun the cops. I don't think Canadians... We don't have much worry of Canadians coming down here. I think they're quite content to stay the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going down into that dumpster fire. Fuck no. How how much alcohol your beer has in it? Yeah. You guys call that beer? That's a light beer to us. It's not Uh, even beer. Actually, ma'am, that's a a double IPA. that's, That's water. That's what that, what's it's that, water. What's that all about? I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be rude now, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about sorry, that. But that's you know? not even beer. But you call that beer? Fuck, man. Wouldn't even fucking knock a Mountie off his moose. The fucking Mountie <laughs> wouldn't fucking just go and go and do I more Mountie stuff. I know absolutely nothing about it. They they chug maple syrup and they ride yeah, around on moose. They, they would put on their snowshoes <laughs> fast and they go walk and get the maple syrup. You just take the tap and stick it right into the side of a tree and fucking. There's, Maybe, the, yeah. there's the syrup. <laughs> yeah. And they, they don't know what ham or bacon is, apparently. No. It's <laughs> that clear that, that our Canadian, bacon is better. Canadian bacon ham issue. Well, it's clear that American bacon is superior bacon. Well, yeah. It's actual bacon. It's, well, it's, not, even, it's not even a contest. It's like comparing apples and Canadian bacon. You go up there and you go up to Canada. <laughs> you're like, listen here. What the fuck? Yeah. You've had our bacon. What do you call that? Yeah, this is not. This doesn't have near enough pork fat to be called bacon. This what is, do they call it there in Canada? I think they would say American bacon. Yeah, and you know what? I'm actually fine with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you eat a strip of it, you have to fire a gun wildly into the air and shotgun at Bud Light. <laughs> Just want them to remember every time they eat that. Yeah, American bacon. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, but I, see, I don't know what they call ham then, or we what we have in Canada, anyway. Canada, what they call bacon. Uh, so what we call bacon, uh-huh. they call back bacon. Back bacon. Back bacon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just back fat. Isn't it from the belly though? And apparently, Canadian bacon back. isn't actually used in Canada. No. No. Apparently not. It's a according conspiracy. to the internet. Well, it's brought on by the Irish. You see that movie, Canadian Bacon, with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. It goes into that. Okay. No, it doesn't at all. But prove it. Prove it. (laughs) Uh, So where are we at? Oh, yeah, the fucking souped up. Yeah, anyway, the point is you don't own the cop car. You drive it on your shift. You don't get to soup it up and tweak it and and personalize it. That's right. You don't get to do that. But Officer Robbie does. So... David Spade comes out of hiding, and his car's gone, right? And there's this old lady walking by, and he starts going, I got something for you, and reaches into his pocket, but then he decides not to flip off an old lady. And she's like, oh, what are you playing, pocket pool? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that old lady, her name is Gypsy Spheris. That is the director's mother. Wow. Doing a little cameo here. So now Spade and Farley finally meet. Uh, he's... He's working on a car in his, or outside the rec center, maybe, or at his house. I think he's at his house. He's at his house, yeah, and so they're, they're talking, clear. and he, like, shakes his hand and gets Please grease all over. Please don't be Mike Donnelly. <laughs> yeah. Please don't be. Oh, yeah, because he walks up, and his ass is hanging out. So don't be Mike Donnelly. Mike Donnelly. Um, so then he sh- shuts the hood of his car and catches his thumbs, and we get the first real Chris Farley fucking zero to ten screaming moment of, Just open the goddamn hood! And uh, so they uh, decide to go canvas the local supermarket, right? We got to start small, you know? So yes. he's going he's gonna to help these old, this old couple get the groceries into the trunk of their car, and they obviously don't even want him doing it. He's creeping them out. But he does it anyway, and then he starts to close the trunk. He's like, oh, learn my lesson. And he leans, like, way too far forward and uses his whole body to shut the trunk, thereby catching his tie, so then they start driving off, and he's, like, running after them, screaming to get them to stop, but they think he's just chasing them because he's on drugs or something, so they speed up even more. Probably on the crack cocaine. Yeah. Florida uh, Herald. Yeah. <laughs> Florida Herald. So then they end up dragging him and whipping his body around the street. Well, he's got all the tie. buttons on his jacket that he's uh, oh, right, sliding on the street on. and sparks and everything are all <laughs> coming off. Because then finally, the tie finally comes out or yeah. rips, and he stands up, and he's, like, got burn marks, and he's smoking. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good bit. It's a pretty good bit. So now we finally meet um, the competitor, current governor, Tracy. And I don't know if we ever get a last name. It's just Governor Tracy. Uh, played by Christine Ebersole, who's the mom from Richie Rich. Mm. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. Never also, watched it. Also did a lot of TV work. Uh, her campaign manager is played by Bruce McGill. He's from Am- Animal House. Okay. Uh, also future episode Time Cop. Excited for that one. Yep. Um, and he's trying to calm her down, but she's super nervous because Mike Donnelly, even though his brother's a fucking putz, still has managed to gain two points, and her lead is, like, dwindling, making her very nervous. So Spade and Farley stop at the store, and he's like, just stay in the car. Please promise me that you're going to stay in the car. I promise. Hey, come so on. So David Spade goes into the store, and Chris Farley sees a kid with a beer and immediately gets out of the car and goes and follows him into an alley. 
uh, starts chugging beer and smoking joints with these fucking kids. Smoking, snorting, shooting, sucking, poking, popping, dropping. <laughs> Do a little dance. That's right. <laughs> so there's these couple of guys that have been falling around taking random pictures, right? And they're like, what is it? He gets back in the car. He's like, this guy's a gold mine. Just can't help but fuck up all the time. This is great. Um, so Governor Tracy does this thing with the lumberjacks, supposed to be a little PR stunt where she hits it and the tree falls over. Ha, ha, ha. But it doesn't. She's like, never let him tell you your job is easy. <laughs> and then that awkward political smile. Yeah, right. And then she finally gets the tree to fall and it lands on the catering table. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? That was beside up and was supposed to fall. And he's like, well, I think he covered it pretty well. Anyway, here are the things. Now they're like dead even in the polls and the numbers. Um, so Farley gets fired from the rec center, loses his job, because apparently if you work at a rec center with kids, it's bad for you to drink and do drugs with underage kids. Uh, you know, that doesn't. I work for Boys and Girls Club. They never, that was never in their pamphlet. That I used to sign, so. They didn't explicitly say it. You know. You got a lawsuit, man. I mean, it's like that McDonald's coffee situation. I feel, and I that mean, poor that's. poor lady, they never told me it was hot. You know, if they <laughs> said, don't shoot up heroin with your, the kids that you, you help out, they, uh, I wouldn't have it. done it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, if they had told me it was a fireable offense. Yeah, then I wouldn't have done I it. Wouldn't but have done it. I mean, come on. You don't tell me not to do something. I'm going to do it. I right. mean, it did not specifically right. say you expand. A child's mind. I'm just over here expanding children's That's minds. Right. That's right. Just like Timothy Leary. Yeah, man. I was, was, I was turning the them on. The clicking, acid guy? Yeah, turn them on. Uh, the, you know, turn on, tune in, turn off. Drop out. Drop out. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And then everybody listens to Grateful Dead. That's the only way you can make it through a Grateful Dead live set. <laughs> Four-hour show, and they did two songs. Fucking Grateful Dead. I'm going to lose some listeners for that, I'm sure. Sorry, Manny. Um, I'm done listening. <laughs> I can't believe you said that about Grateful. All the heinous shit you have said on this show, and that's where I draw the line. Yeah, I'm done. Jerry Garcia was a genius. Um, we should take pride in this show. <laughs> took pride in our Jerry Garcia. So, all right. So he's like packing up his shit. You know, he's being all sad and mopey. He has like fucking rabbit ears. Not like the TV rabbit ears, like legitimate... Yeah, actual like rabbit Donnie Darko is. Yeah, yeah, he is getting ready to go back and take tell Jake Gyllenhaal not to fuck up or whatever happens in that stupid movie. Um, I've never seen that movie. I don't. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be like a trippy movie, right? Yeah, it tries to be. It was part of that thing, like when everybody thought, I don't know, in late nineties and early two thousands, where everything had to be like so extreme and crazy and mind fuck, dude, mm-hmm. and it was, it was just terrible. It was no, really, it was just stupid. The, the rabbit was somebody that he kills in the future that came back in time to warn him about killing him, and Patrick Swayze was a pedophile. There you go. I just saved you two hours. Is that Patrick Swayze in That there? was Patrick Swayze. Hmm. Diddling kids like Jeffrey Jones. Damn. That's right, my friend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's doing the thing, and these guys show up. Or, yeah, he's like walking on. There's these two guys outside, and they're like, you should never play with matches. And they throw it down, and they poured like a gasoline trail, so the fire immediately goes up, and he's trying to... Trying to stamp out stomp the fire, which he, well, in he's a not Chris smart. Farley way, right? Very over the top, <laughs> running around screaming. And so, of course, those guys are taking pictures again of him. Dan looks like he's 
doing an Indian war dance in the fire in front of this <laughs> rec center. so fucking ninja, dude. No, there's definitely no ninja about this. The art of stealth has nothing to do with this part screaming at the top of your lungs in fire. This is not Beverly Hills Ninja. No. No, this is definitely not Beverly Hills Ninja, which we skipped right. I didn't even know that I didn't have that. We skipped right that. <laughs> kind of a forgettable movie. Chris Farley uses a tree to cat him, or not, uh, Chris Rock uses a tree to cat him, pull himself, and something else happens, and I don't know. Fuck that movie. Yeah, I can't remember anything about that. Okay, so asses take, oh, yeah, guys take their picks, but the cop shows up. His and buddy. it happens to be his buddy who's mm-hmm. like, dude, all right, I know that you would never do this. Something's up, but you get out of here, and I'll just tell him nobody was here. Yep. Luckily, that works. So a nice cop friend there. It is a nice there. cop friend. Um, I mean, a really good one we get to later. Uh, so uh, he's on the phone. Al's guy tells Spade, like, you got to get him out of town. Get yep. this fucking political nightmare out of town. Just I know a place. Go to this random cabin up in the woods where he hopefully cannot do any fucking harm. Same cabin using Joe Dirt. This is where he fucks his sister. Oh, was it? I'm your sister. <laughs> You're my sister. We're not related. We can have sex if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Why What's isn't wrong? it working? Would it help if you thought I was your sister? <laughs> I just threw that in there. God, I love it. I you should see out. my girlfriend. You shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I found out later she wasn't my sister. <laughs> Oh, my God. So they get to the cabin, and there's a bat, right? So we got all the f- great physical I'll touch it stuff. if you touch it. I'll touch it, yeah. And, like, we'll open the fridge and turn off the lights because bats are attracted. <laughs> That's moths, you idiot. And, uh, yeah, blah, go through all this shit, and it ends up on his back, and David Spade throws a blanket over him and beats the shit out of him with the broom, so we get all that <laughs> physical comedy. Why are you kicking me? Yeah. Uh, so they basically build a big... Staying out at like a blanket with a stick on each side and then use that to kind of force it out the door. Yeah, pretty good idea. It actually was. You probably should have tried that first. first. Yeah. Or second. But we wouldn't have had, you know, Chris Farley get beat with the broom and screaming. I mean, any chance we can get for Chris Farley to run around and scream at the top of his lungs. That's what we need. That's comedy gold. Yeah. In the 90s. And it was. I mean, <laughs> that's really all it took for us. It was a simpler time. Austin Powers with bad teeth and Chris Farley screaming. Man, that's all we needed. An idiot! Yep, exactly. Thank you. So, after that, he's going around, he's like stapling a poster for Mike or Al Donnelly on every single fucking tree. Yeah. And of course, he staples his own hand because he's... Saw he's a, that coming. He's yeah, I, I like telegraphed that a mile away. It would have been more disappointing, I guess, if he didn't. Like, An they knew idiot. that he'd do. Um, so, Spade's trying to make a call, but he can't find service anywhere because they're in the middle of nowhere. And these... Fucking inbred hillbilly kids in a <laughs> yeah. convertible pull up. Children of the corn looking pretty. Kinda. And they're all like, it reminds me of the hillbilly from Simpsons. Yeah. That's like 30 kids. The slack Bobby, jaw. Bobby, Ricky, <laughs> Cletus. Um, but he's trying to lip off to them because he's David Spade and that's all he's Something tells do. me I want this car to keep going. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they spray him down with the fire extinguisher and he even says something about you should have shoved it up my ass or something shoved about it up, up your my ass. nose. And so, he says, thanks for not shoving it up my ass. Yeah, and then it cuts to them, their faces again. Next time you see him, he also has a one spot on his ass. <laughs> also, the one kid, the main uh-huh. kid, the one that was driving... He's, he's been in some he's stuff. He's been in stuff. I think yeah. he was the one in, like, Can't Hardly Wait or something that kept stealing stuff randomly. Like, no, they're at a I don't diner, was... and he comes in and just, like, takes off with the fucking bubblegum vending machine. Was that him? 
yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same kid. That weird, awkward, he, yeah, little redheaded, goofy looking bastard. Anyway, he's you'll you'll let us know. Yeah. What did he say to the kids? Like, is there an OP convention in town? Oh yeah, no, yeah is there an OP convention? <laughs> Which they didn't get because they don't have TV and don't know about Andy Griffith. Um, right? That's ah! what OP was. He was Ron Howard's character from the yeah, Andy Griffith show. Of course, everyone knows right, that, right? Right. Okay. So, or you could have asked that question to the listeners. Oh, that could have been a chance for a. Yep. A win. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. We uh, we got a signed Big Lebowski for Manny. Oh yeah, Manny. Manny Did he win. Manny got it. So uh, all right, congratulations, Manny! Woo! Way to, way to go, Manny! My man, my Manny, my man, me. <laughs> Chris Farley for some reason falls down the steepest hill ever. Like stops at one point on like a little rock jutting out. He's like, "Whoa, that was crazy!" Then it breaks. Uh, hangs onto a plant. Um, okay, so Spade's walking along. We got the spray. You know. Obviously, the spot on his ass, because ha-ha, and he sees his car. He's like, oh, my God, my car. Of course it's that guy. So Gary Busey stole his car. Yes. So now we got Gary Busey back, and we know where this is all. But So Chris Farley's on a rope that was never there, nor is there a tree hanging over this pond for it to be attached to or anything. But, yeah, what was it? He goes, did you fall into some mud or something? Yes, I found the oh, only... Oh, what happened to you? Did you fall into some mud or something? Yeah, I did. And I'm going to be rich because I'm the only person on earth who knows where you can find white mud. I didn't say mud. I said crud. You fall into some crud or something? You get some water, wipe off that crud. Come on, Mike. I'm not one of your eight-year-olds that's going to believe that. Shut up, Steve. I mean, it's just Tommy Boy. Shut up, Richard. And she said <laughs> yeah. all the time. I mean, that's all it is. So, yeah, he does the super, like, fucking backflip cannonball Hello, thing. Into the Washington! Into the, into the pond. Causing so much noise by that. Nothing else that has happened, but just by that causes this little rock to move away from this boulder at the top of the mountain. That's correct. Um, Then a bird flies by and takes a shit on it. And then that causes the boulder to go rolling down the hill into their cabin, knocking it off its supports. As they're talking about that. Right. And they're like, what the fuck was that? Um, So, yeah, this is where the fridge comes sliding and, like, Hits Chris Farley, right? He gets pinned between the fridge and the wall, and he's like, "I got a bowl of chocolate pudding in my underpants." Oh, okay. we did take it easy. We That's didn't weird. have uh, we didn't have any pudding in there, buddy. Uh so he pooped himself. I'm just dandy. That'll work. We'll go with that one. I had the rest of it, but <laughs> so also he's forgotten about his kid. Or not his kid, the kid, Scott, the one that he's supposed to be helping out. The cannon. The cannon. Uh, so Got a hell of a cannon there, kid. And he, uh, of course, there's no service that we can't call, so we just see the kid sitting there at the football field, feeling abandoned yet again. His dad leaves him. <sighs> now his rec center buddy leaves him. But surely, like... Rectum? So- okay. <laughs> surely center? someone at the rectum center would have said, oh, by the way, we had to get rid of that guy for smoking and drinking with kids. So, like, the... Someone would have told Scott that Chris Farley doesn't work there anymore. He's gone. Well, uh, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, if some people just don't want to watch the news. I mean, at the rec center, someone would have said, hey, kids, he's not around anymore. So this kid. Was it at the rec center where he was supposed to meet him? Well, they were going to meet at the field, but that's how he knew him. Like, that's right. where all the kids were from when they were playing football. Go to this random field, sir. 
Yeah. Hey, yes. meet me every day at this random this abandoned field. Home. Don't tell anybody. Nothing, nothing creepy going on here. Don't tell anybody. You haven't seen Butterfly Effect, have you? Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So he calls, finally gets through, and you're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm jumping at him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kid at the football field. So now it's nighttime. They're laying in their bunk beds, right? And a storm's coming in, and it blows the roof off of the cabin, and it starts hailing in, and Chris Farley's like, oh, this is terrible, and David Spade's, you under the top bunk, and then it collapses on him, which was pretty legitimate Probably laugh. kill him, but... It uh, would, but uh, legit laugh, still, after, I don't know how many times I've seen this, but legit, it was good. Pretty good, David Spade, right there. Hey, yeah, hey, uh, Los, I got something for you. It's right here. I mean, got, what do you got there? Got, He's going in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, yep. What is that? Oh, I do oh, that all the time at middle work. Finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's your middle finger. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's no surprise. So Chris Farley does finally get through. Like he gets a phone call out and he tries to call his brother. The campaign manager's like, he doesn't want to talk to you. You know, he wants you gone, whatever. And he's like, whatever, that, that, that's not true. Mike would never do that. Or Al, God damn it. So he's like, I know that my brother's doing a speech at this concert in Seattle. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to go there and talk to him. So he fakes being a security guard to get in. And like this fucking punk kids giving the security guards a bunch of guff. And he walks up and does like the super threat. Like he does to the kids in the boat and Tommy boy. Well, that one, he's like, I'm going to, or no, she does it. Cause he just keeps yelling, I'm going to cram an oar up your ass. And then the girl's like, I know where you live and I've seen where you sleep. She does the super thing. But this one, like he goes off on this kid. There's even smoke that comes out of his ears. Yeah. And, just for like a moment just when he finishes yelling. Yeah. And so the kid walks away and the security guard's like, oh, wow. Hey, you're pretty cool. So he gets to get into the place and he gets into the room of these performers. There's obviously a reggae band. And he ends up sitting with them and getting really fucking high. That's right. Really high. Um, he learns about... Uh, he learns... Uh, you're saying, I'm whitey? And you've <laughs> had to deal with the oppression of my people? That fucking sucks! <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's right. So, the band Mud Honey's performing. That's all right. Mud Honey actually got a movie... Pre- yes? We're a little late, but it's Chris Owen is the redhead. The lead redhead. Okay. He's in American Pie... Right. October Scott. He was in Major Pain. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what it is. He is the goofy one with, like, the weird ears. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's really about the... That's the it? High, the, yeah, he's been in some other things, but those are the high points of his career. There we go. Chris Owens. Good. Good job. Okay. Good job. See? It's important. We, we like to teach here on the Rewatch Party. Uh, Mud Honey, yeah, Mud Honey's performing. Farley's all fucked up and finds out he's whitey. So then he's walking by as Mud Honey's getting off stage, and he's Donnelly. Donnelly, oh, you're Donnelly. You're supposed to be the one speaking, right? No, he's running for governor. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're the governor. No, he's running. Well, you got to get on stage, and they just push him out on stage, right? So he's like trying to do the. Like, he's he's fucking everything up and giving a terrible speech, but he's being all amped up and excited, and of course, those kids. Those kids at them rock and roll concerts are eating it all up, right? He does the whole, like, one, st- one small step for man, one... I have a dream! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, sh- shaking himself all over, going around. and then he, like, 
I was like, voting kicks ass, right? And if you're going to vote, you might as well vote for Al Donnelly, right? Because Al Donnelly kicks ass, right? And everyone's like, yay, yay. And it's actually going over pretty well until he sees his reggae band in the wings. And then he just screams, kill Whitey! Kill Whitey. So, <laughs> fucking robot. So then anyway, yeah, screams kill Whitey. And that uh, pretty much kills the mood and ruins all the momentum he had made so far. Yeah. Um, so now Al, his brother's finally like, no, really stay, stay the fuck away, dude. You are endangering my campaign. You're, you're just a problem. You need to go. So, so like, do you want me to lose? Yeah. Is that <laughs> what you're trying to do here? So back at the cabin, even David Spade's pissed at him, but they want to go watch this debate, right? We got to see my brother's debate. So they, the only TV they know of, of course, Scary Busey's house. That's a school bus in the woods. And uh, they set off some landmines. Jesus Christ, this guy's security, huh? And they get in there, and they're watching the debate, and uh, Spade goes outside to pee, but fucking Busey ends up grabbing him, and uh, he pees down his leg. He pees himself. <laughs> you right? can hear it. Yeah. I'm oh, that's after the, the kids attack yeah. him, and he's like, judo chop, jump kick, pile drive. Sidekick. Sidekick. Into a pile driver, into another pile driver. That's right. And a sleeper hold. Um, so, yeah, Busey gets, uh, gets David Spade, and Chris Farley comes and charges him and, like, knocks him over, and Busey's like, oh, hey, that's kind of impressive there. You're fr- we're all friends now. I don't <laughs> yeah. mind that you broke into my house. So, <laughs> for whatever fucking reason... Uh, Governor Tracy meets with these photographer guys that have been following Chris Farley around and taking pictures of all this bullshit. And he's like, I have pictures that can prove he did, he did it or started the fire or that he didn't start the fire. Either way, depending on who pays me. Well, he's got pictures of uh, her, the, the guy starting cops. the fire. Yeah. yeah. Or pictures that make it look like Mike Donnelly did it. Yeah. It all depends. Whoever pays me, I can, I can make the swing either way. I have a feeling. And I might be making this up, but that, well... Liar! Stand by. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's Fred Wolf. That guy? Uh, yeah, isn't, what's his name in the, in the film? Oh, geez, I didn't take down his name, I don't know. Ronald Forte, I think. If it is, that's, That's uh, Fred Wolf. That's the, yeah, the writer. There we go, gets his own little cameo. Yep. Couldn't find anybody to do it, so he had to do it himself, I guess. Um, so now it's voting time, and of course, because we can't go a moment without some physical gag, Chris Farley gets stuck in the voting booth. It's like a little plywood construction with three booths and a little, like, curtain. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, turn sideways, you just gotta walk no, out no, with Chris Farley. Because he's gotta be <laughs> stupid. Like, come on. So he, like, knocks it over, and there's a little old lady in each side, and he's in the middle, right? He ends up knocking it over, and then instead of, like, lifting it up, because it obviously isn't weighing anything, he has to punch through the back... And pull these old ladies out of it. And then he goes and turns in his ballot, and the lady, like, tears it open. Or tears the part off, stuffs the ballot in the box, and hands him his part just as as angrily as possible. Um, so, whatever. That's fucking dope. And then the, from, uh, fuck. Not Richard. Uh, God damn it. David Spade? Yeah, David Spade. He's like, who'd you vote for? <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Richard. Yeah. I uh, kept hearing that in several scenes. Just shut up, shut Richard. It doesn't yeah. hurt so much here or here. <laughs> but right, right here. Good God, what happened to your face? I knew it. <laughs> Such a better movie. Such I think a, the internet agrees. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Boy's better than Black Sheep. Yeah. Okay, so the news fucking breaks about uh, Chris Farley because obviously, obviously Tracy paid these guys, right? So she got the pictures to make it look like Chris Farley started this, and we get to see him doing his fucking dance in the fire. Um, so it comes out that she won Garfield County, and Farley's like, well, that's where we've been hanging out, and there aren't even that many voters in Garfield County. There's something, something's up here. Yeah, he added it up. He's like, there's like supposed to be 1,500, and that's 1,800. There's like 300 extra people. Yeah, something. so he goes, he breaks in. Uh, oh, the guys that actually start the fire, because he recognized them, they were standing up there with her. So he's like, ah. Those were the guys that started the fire, that's Richard. Right. This whole thing's an inside job. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me Richard? That was from the last movie. I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> Your brain has a shell. So they break into the registration office or whatever, and he finds his proof. Um, and the car won't start now. So here's where the best friend ever in the world, Robbie, shows up and lets them take his government-issued cop car that he has souped up. He's like, like, if you get caught, I, you stole it. Yeah. I mean, that's a good friend, I guess, but that's just fucked on so many levels. Well, he said, yeah, because when he said that, he's like, because I want to keep my job. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you would. I don't know. There's a whole lot that doesn't make a lot of sense about this. So they're racing along. Wrong one. They're racing along, right? There's a jam in the highway. And he's like, we're in a fucking cop car. Fuck it. So they, like, try to go around all this construction and stuff and hit some rocks, which knocks one of the NOS bottles loose, and it starts leaking into the car. And that's when we get roads. That's one of those weird words. Roads. Yeah, roads. Limit. Limit. Oh, my God, we're high. So they get pulled over, and the guy's like, do you have any idea how fast you're going? Well, this thing's pretty souped up. Got this kind of whatever engine fucking blows. But I couldn't have been doing like 65 tops. Seven. <laughs> Seven miles an hour. Uh, so then he does the whole thing. And yeah, my Officer Mehoff. Jack. Jack Mehoff. Can you get him through this state a little faster than seven miles an hour, Officer? Uh, Mehoff. Jack. There we go. Jack Mehoff. Because he says the Jack whole thing. Mehoff. Whole bit about uh, transporting this prisoner who raped a bunch of beagles and chickens or something. And then five hundred chickens an or something. Some yeah. fucking weird like that. Crazy stuff. So he's like, get him, get him through the state a hell of a lot faster than seven miles an hour. My God. Seven. Five. And most and people, also, when I pull them over, over pull over to the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, because I pull over in the fucking median of the highway. Uh, and then immediately cop chase because they find out that this was the stolen cop car. Well... Reported as, I guess. Yeah. And so he's like, let's hope there's enough in those tanks to get going. And they hit the Nas and take off. But it doesn't really work because the cops are still right behind him. So it's not like it's really doing anything. Do, 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 continuity error. Because they would be pulling farther away oh, from okay. the cops. <laughs> I, and they don't. Like, I just figured the tanks were that low. But yeah, it, didn't, it, was, it was worthless anyway. Yeah. So we get to uh, Governor Tracy's acceptance speech, right? She's up there at the podium. Uh, he's like, all right, Spade, you've got to go in to check it out. They're not going to recognize you. Obviously, I've been all over the news for a long time because I'm a fucking idiot. 
<laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. So Farley stays back, and he gets on the roof of a news van to sneak in yep. to the place, you know? And as he's up there, like, yeah, I totally made it in. They raise up the antenna or the satellite, whatever. Catches on his belt. Courts, he gets caught on it because he's an idiot. And he's now hanging up in the air. And she's like. The voters have spoken. And I have heard their message loud and clear. And that message is. Holy shit. (laughs) I love that. Holy shit. So he's up in the air thrashing around. The antenna breaks. He falls all the way to the ground. Gets the guns holding David Spade hostage. So everybody leave him alone or back off, you know. And he gets up onto the stage and uh, is trying to talk about things. Al Donnelly pulls up. Gary Busey's there. Sees that they have a sharpshooter. They're going to try to take out the sharp or use the sharpshooter to take out Chris Farley, right? But he uses a mirror. Blinds I him. I should have didn't need the mirror. All I had to do was smile at the guy. That's right. I was wondering yeah. the same thing. Teeth would have done the same thing. Just, mm-hmm. just give him that big old toothy grin. And he was, toothy grin. Yeah, I'm trying to make him sound, I don't know, fucking Gary Busey, whatever. Uh, so the guy, like, misses, jerks at the last minute, ends up shooting the microphone. Yeah, I think, I think that's what him, it was. Instead of Chris Farley, yeah. So uh, he ends up on stage with a goddamn rocket launcher. <laughs> Gary Busey just walking around with a rocket launcher. Like he's fucking Arnold from Commando. And so he's like... Mr. Thundermaker here is going to start barking fire. <laughs> you don't stop moving. And listen to what this young man has to say. Listen to what this young man has Go to ahead, say. Clear. Yeah. So he gets everybody to shut up and pay attention. Otherwise, he's going to start spitting fire. It's very uh, reminiscent of Bruce Campbell. This is my boomstick! Yeah, I thought about that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's like a lot of voters who have died. This is oh yeah, this is Sergeant Sibich, and his grandfather voted for great granddaddy or something. Voted for governor. Oh, and we're very happy to have his vote. No, he fucking died like a like all Sibiches, whatever. He died in Korea, maybe I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but it was something like and that. And so did my granddad, and so did my dad, and somehow yet they all showed up to vote yesterday for Governor Tracy. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so there's a good explanation, isn't there? And looks at her manager who just goes, there is. He's been, the, he's been drunk the entire movie. Oh, yeah, he's always got a drink <laughs> in his hand. He's just like, she put us up to it. Fucking high bus meet Governor Tracy fucking throws her right under it and just walks off. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck you. Uh, pretty excellent there. Uh, Gary Busey tries to pick Farley up. Like, I don't know if he's trying to be celebratory, like, woo, but he ends up dropping him and he falls on top of Governor Tracy and then the podium's on his foot and he's stuck and he's like trying to hump his way out. Trying to jerk his foot out, (laughs) which just makes it look like he's fucking Governor Tracy. Um, So, which is funny, because didn't he say, had a line about how he he was going to screw her? He was going to screw her. She (laughs) screwed me and I'm going to screw her. That's right. And now here he is doing just that. So anyway, it all blows up, and Governor Tracy cheated, so Al Donnelly wins, right? Now the epilogue, we got the two brothers, that are, they're walking to the Cessna, and he's like, you want to join my staff? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to get back to the rec center. I want to work with the kids because they have the good drugs. That's, that's his, I mean, he didn't say that, but it was implied. It was in his eyes. You could definitely see it in his eyes. I'm, yeah. You know, we can't be for sure, you know? We don't, we don't want to sully his name. <laughs> I think he's been doing that but, plenty on his know, own. I mean, we can, we can say with some high certainty. That he, he wants some more of that, 
that good icky icky. Get it right, moron. Okay. <laughs> so Al Donnelly and David Spade get in the plane, and Farley goes to close the door. Of course. Something oh my has to get God! Stuck. If, he gets stuck if Chris in the Farley door. Farley is around and something closes, he's stuck. He's in it. stuck in it. Absolutely. Either his tie or his jacket, his thumbs, or even his Johnson. Johnson? Yes. You mean coitus? No. Okay. So then they take off, and he's hanging on the side of it as it flies away. And then uh, Chris, or not Chris, Tom Cruise must have been a huge fan of this movie because then in uh, Mission Impossible, I believe Fallout. Does that same he does move. that same stunt where he's hanging on the side of a plane as it flies. So who did it better? Uh, definitely Chris Farley. <laughs> Tom Cruise had to have way too much safety precautions. He had wires holding him on. Chris Farley, man, just hanging by the strength of his jacket. Whew, that's, that's a lot. Strong material yeah, right there. I think also Stallone did it at one point. I don't know. Maybe that's the same material that they made uh, that suit out of in, uh, uh, God damn it, the one with Keanu. Oh, and John Wick, where yeah, he has like John a bulletproof Wick. suit? Could be the same thing. Very well could be. Man, this movie really started all sorts of action. <laughs> Way to go, Black Sheep. So, anyway, I was going to say something we haven't said in a long time on this rewatch party, but Tom Cruise did a little talk with the cap to Chris Farley and then Mission Impossible. Well, Chris Farley stuff. was a Scientologist. I don't know if you know. I did not. Yeah. Bing it, bitch. Bing it, <laughs> Bing it bitch. Uh, I won't. I won't at all. Go on Bing and search and say, or you can is, ask your Alexa, you know, literally, if you're listening to this on your TV, you go, Alexa, did Chris Farley... Was Chris Farley a Scientologist? Scientologist. Don't they keep that under wraps? You can't just find out if someone's a Scientologist, right? Don't they have to keep that secret? Yeah. Part of the trade secrets of Scientology? Yeah, it's Fight Club. Pretty much, except we know Tom Cruise and, and John Travolta, but other than that, they've, they've got to be pretty hush, hush, hush. Just shut up, okay? Just shut your mouth. All right. So anyway, that's the end of Black Sheep. That's the end of the movie. He flies away hanging uh, by his jacket outside of a little Cessna. Yeah. All right. So thoughts? Score on the horn here. Well, it was a good movie. It's a classic movie. It's not like super hilarious. It was hilarious for its time, and it it doesn't play well today. Um, I still like it. I think it's a classic Farley Mm -hmm. joint. And so I give that a good solid rewatch. Solid rewatch. It's been a while since it's been it's been pretty rough road for Lowe's the past few movies. So <laughs> yeah. glad we finally got you back. I'll stop and watch this. Like I think one of my main factors is that if it's like sitting if it's like playing on Comedy Central and you, you flip to it, which uh-huh. doesn't happen anymore in my instance because I have everything streaming. Streaming, sure. But like if I was to stop like on it on Comedy Central, I. I would probably sit there and finish the rest of it. Right. Okay. So you go like, if I'm scrolling around on an afternoon and I see this on TV, would I watch it? Yeah. Is so that's how you're kind of. That would be these? my rewatchability. All right. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I rate. It. Is like if I were to just stumble across it, would I sit down and or at least mm-hmm. watch it, have it on? Uh, saw this movie so many times growing up. Yeah. On, I mean, Comedy Central, TBS, and just everywhere. That and Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. With Chris Farley and his physical humor, it's I'd say it's almost a little overdone in this movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But still a good movie, still a classic. It's it's going to get rewatched all get, day. Get rewatched. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, like we were saying at the top of it, like they really wanted to try to correct not getting behind Tommy Boy enough. And so they rushed this out. And they really, I mean, it's like, a lot of why sequels, I mean, it might as well be a fucking sequel, but it's a lot of that they do the thing where, Oh, this is 
what worked the first time. Let's do that like three times as much in the next movie, you know? And well, so- they're, they're, they are, they're still doing that today, but they're waiting years and years to rehash something between them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, Oh, everybody liked when he freaked out and did a backflip and then screamed at the top of his lungs. Let's make sure he does that once every time he's in a scene or whatever. Like they just, it seemed to be written around. What can we make Chris Farley scream about? Instead of Tommy Boy, where he brought that into a story or whatever. So it's definitely not as good. Tommy Boy's, without question, the superior movie. But this has still got plenty of funny scenes. Because after this, man, he had what? Beverly Hills Ninja, then that Almost Heroes or something pioneer film nobody saw. And then he died. So it's like really just these two. You know, he's in a bunch for, of cameos. and Yeah, he's like in Wayne's World as a security guard. And he got no place else to go. He was in the Coneheads as the daughter's date. And he, he was in a yeah. lot of stuff. But like as far as his movies. Adam Sandler movies. It, we had Tommy Boy in this. And uh, so, I mean, definitely still rewatchable. But if you got a choice, Tommy Boy is the way to Billy go. Billy Madison oh, for not sure. in the rewatch? Huh? Billy Madison's not in the rewatch? I know. We brought that up last week, two weeks ago. I was like, I, I, that and Austin Powers. Like, how did I fucking skip over those? No problem. I don't know, man. What's wrong with you, man? I, I would rather watch Birds of Prey in the big short, apparently. Yeah, I, I, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So, everybody's so glad they decided to tune in and not get Billy Madison. And instead... What if, like, the... The viewers or listeners wanted to send you a movie that hasn't gone through the alphabet yet. We're like, you know, it's we're about to hit C here soon. Yeah. But, you know, they wanted to give you uh, Con Air or something, which you probably have, right? I don't, actually. Uh, they want to hook you up with Con Air. Uh, see, but I think I would still get the final say. It'd be like, would I actually own and rewatch that? Okay, it can go in the... Well, you have to watch it, and then... I would have to have seen it first for it to be it, rewatched, sure. But, yeah, that's what I... Sort of my, my point is that you get it, you review it, and you go, yes, this will go in the rewatch. This could go in the rewatch. I mean, yeah. I've, right. I've, 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 asked, that? I've asked for a few. Like, if anybody finds Beastmaster, which I guess we've passed, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that could be the... He's never that excited throughout that whole movie. Um, or Perfect Weapon with Jeff Speakman. If anybody finds the Perfect Weapon with Jeff Speakman, please, for the love of God. Make it happen. You got plenty of time. Oh. Internet, do your thing. Yeah. That, yeah, please. I beg of you, send that. So, that does it for us this week on The Rewatch Party. If you like what you heard, find us on Twitter at rewatch underscore the. Email us at therewatchparty at gmail.com. Uh, if you didn't like what you heard, well, you can find Los at mustachewax at thatsright.com. And you tell him what he didn't like. That's right. Dot com. <laughs> so join us next week as we just fucking dive headfirst all the way into sci-fi world uh, while welcoming both Harrison Ford and Rutger Hauer to the show. First appearance for both of them with Blade Runner. Till then, I'm Nick with Los and Brandon. And thanks for rewatching.
I need your deck. This is a bad one, the worst yet. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants, three male, three female. They slaughtered 20... A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty. Probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants that superhuman. The Terrell Corporation. Mr. Deckard, Dr. Eldon Terrell. I don't get it, Tyrell. Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. I was looking for six replicants in a city of 106 million people. You ever see this girl, huh? Never seen a Buzzlov. What I didn't know was they were looking for me. Questions. I just do eyes. Genetic design. Just eyes. Hello? I'm in a bar here now, down in the fourth sector. Why don't you come on down here and have a drink? That's not my kind of place. Time to die. If I didn't care, more than words can say. If I didn't care, would I feel this way? Excuse me, Miss Salome. Can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Are you for real? Oh!